Welcome to Oh No Not Them. I'm your host, Eric Stroll. Along with me, as always, is my cohort, my co-host, my co-conspirator, the consigliere, if you will, Bill Soltz. I am the Jim Florentine to your Don Jameson. Ouch. I was hoping that one was going to sting a little bit. Ouch. <laughs> that hurt. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that one was kind of obscure. I don't know if our listeners, especially the ones in the 462, are going to catch that. Um, we're going to talk about game shows today. Yeah, I know. It had absolutely nothing to do with a game show because I don't think either of them did a game show at that point except Stump the Trunk. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Send your hate tweets to me. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get cracking on this uh, whole shindig here, you remember how last week we said about no show prep? Are you are you asking me or are you just like uh, I'm 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 just throwing this out okay, there for throw, the throwing this out there just throwing this out there. Dick Cheese walks down here and pulls out paper. He did show prep. It's not show prep. It's six words on a piece of paper just so I remember something. That is not prep. That's this pre- is this is less prep than that scribble shit you did, like how many weeks ago? Week one, or no, week two. You see, you don't even that. No. I don't remember. What week are we on? This will be number eight. Oh, wow. Number eight. Yeah. Milestone. How's that a milestone? I'm spitballing here. Ten, ten is a milestone. I'm spitballing here. Yes. All right. All right. So today we're going to talk about game shows. This was Bill's idea. So I'm going to kind of let him carry this a little bit today. Oh, that was a mistake right there. <laughs> now, the reason I say game shows is because, you know, as some people binge watch, uh, you know, these goofy things on Netflix and HBO. And, oh, you have to watch The Walking Dead. Oh, you have to watch Oz and all that garbage. Wait, why are you picking on shows that I like, fucker? I just picked two shows out of the air. Just two random shows. I couldn't have said anything. Which I happen to say I love during you know, our TV episode. I just, I, I, I don't remember that. It was so long ago. Anyway, <laughs> I binge watch game shows. Specifically British game shows. Okay. So that's where I came up with the idea. because, And after doing the slightest bit of research, a minute bit of research, <laughs> I we- come to find out there's a lot more in game shows than I think even I knew at the time. Okay. First off, there are six categories, at least, of, of game, game shows. shows. Yes. Okay, what are the six categories See, and, of game And this shows? is where my six words of show prep came into play. All right. Activity-oriented, dating, oh. panel, puzzle, quiz, and reality. Okay. That that is That is it. So now, what is your favorite type of game show? I guess you would call it a quiz show. My favorite game show is Jeopardy. Okay. You like to think you're smarter than everybody else. So you can just yell potato at the top of your lungs at the screen and get nothing for it. Were, were you watching me on Friday? Uh, is this a trick question? <laughs> I'm scared now. <laughs> no, I was not. You were yelling at the screen again. Always. <laughs> I, I always play along with Jeopardy. Speaking of Jeopardy, before we get too far down um, where we're going here, um, this is actually the last week of shows that Alex Trebek taped before his passing. Oh. This week's shows leading up to, I guess it's a tribute show that's going to air on Christmas Day, is the last set of episodes Alex taped before his passing. 
See, that's gotta be that's gotta be weird to like keep seeing shows even after you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, to his credit though, he kept working through everything through treatment through well from the diagnosis through treatment, um, th- uh, through it all. Alex kept working because mm-hmm. uh, he truly loved what he did. Oh yeah, and was damn good at it. He was he was fun at it because you know he was one of those that seems like. And, and I says, not a knock. This is the truth. If you watch Jeopardy, he could be condescending in the funniest way possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. He, he could. You know, and I don't even think he knew all the answers, but it's it's fun to like give you an I told you so. There's these these really smart people yeah. with all these PhDs and whatnot. Well, the current champion, uh, I'm not going to get to watch tonight's episode because we're doing this. Um, I'm not going to get to watch tonight's episode live, but the current champion has the most infinitely fucking punchable face ever. <laughs> he he's he he looks like um the best way I could describe him is a smug prick that used to get stuffed in lockers in high school. And I I estimate his age range to be late thirty uh late twenties to early thirties and he's probably never seen a vagina. No no that no, that's unfair. That's that's unfair. I mean you you can't I mean if you're going to be that smart, it just doesn't, you know, fall from the sky. You have to do a little work for it. I'm not saying you don't have to do a little work for it, but I see this dude on the screen, I and I actively fucking root against him. I, 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 but the, is, when he answers the question, is he, is he one of these that has to answer it that, you know, like, you knew I knew that? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. And he'll, he'll look oh. at, uh, he'll just give Alex that kind of sideways look. You know I know that. Uh, I hate the smug know-it-all. See, like, a guy like Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings was a great Jeopardy champion because he was... And he's actually going to be the guy that's taking over hosting duties on a temporary basis from Alex. Um, He was... He's super intelligent. He knows all this shit. But he doesn't come off as an arrogant prick. He's personable. He's got a good delivery... He's got charisma. This current champion is—you just want to hit him with a fucking cricket bat, seriously. <laughs> give him time. Give him time. No. I mean, <laughs> no, I will not give him time. So, so quiz shows are your favorites. Yes, I love quiz shows. My favorite prior panel shows—they were big in the fifties and sixties. Okay. If you remember stuff like uh, "What's My Line" and things like that. Yeah. We really kind of went out of the American favor until uh, at midnight a few years ago. Okay. Uh, with Chris Hardwick. That was yeah. pretty much a panel show. But but in Britain, those are all the rage. Okay. Everything I've watched. Um, there's one now I've been watching now called Pointless, which is like a reverse family feud. You want to get the least points in the round. Wow. Get that's the an, most obscure answers. That's a, an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, QI is another one that I like to watch. It's pretty much... Uh, Things that are just, and the stands were quite interesting, and that's kind of like the premise of the show. It's um, eight out of ten cats does countdown. Those are two shows that combined. Eight out of ten cats is is um, they ask you about um, pretty much graphs and charts and oh. like percentages. All right, like what's the hot top? What's hot the hot news of the day? Okay, you know how many people are talking about this? And countdown is the show where you know you try to get uh, words. With an eight letter, with eight letters. Normally, they're pensioners that watch it, <laughs> but they're all comedians on there, so everybody's taking the piss out of the game. 
Okay, for those people in the 462, a pensioner is a retiree. <laughs> yeah, sorry, watching those shows too. I, I get the lingo in my head sometimes. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, I, I've picked that up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the count, countdown, not count, um, count, pointless is just loads of fun when you try to come up with like the most obscure answers. Okay. That's yeah. a, that does sound fun. Yeah, it's and a reverse family feud. And the best thing about like a lot of these game shows is you don't have to watch them in any order. Right. You know, you could just you know go into there. Are tons on the YouTube's. Okay. All over the place, and the one they just recently watched had a great one. This is you'll love. The final question for the jackpot: Name actors who were in Blackadder Two or Blackadder Three. Nice. But you can't name the top like. The top build guys. Well, yeah, we, you want to get some because they ask 100 people. They survey people. Okay. And you want to you want to get the ones that nobody thought of. Right. And to hear them talking and they're like, you know, and what and we've watched the show enough. Yeah. So, oh, well, Hugh Laurie. I said, no, they're all going to say Hugh Laurie. You right. They, all- they said Rick Mile. Okay. And then they say, was Adrian Edmondson in that? Was he in there? And I wanted to, and I'm yelling at the street, yes, Baron Richtofen. And- right. You know, but of course they didn't get the points on that one because they they named people that were just they named most of the main cast. Right. So you you know you know seventy out of a hundred said Rowan Atkinson. No, the the topic was Rowan Atkinson. If, so, oh oh if oh. If one oh. of them fools said Rowan Atkinson, they they got a you know a kick in the mouth. <laughs> but like everybody knows the main cast, and I'm sure people in England they they damn sure better know the main cast. Okay, um, you another one you brought up. Activity shows. Yes. That would be something like, I'm assuming, Fear Factor. Uh, yeah, Fear Factor, A Minute to Win It's another one. Okay. That, and the British equivalent, Taskmaster. Okay. Um, I I normally don't care for those type of shows, like, but like Wipeout and all that. I know those are big. And that one that they had that was a Japanese show, Most Extreme Most Elimination. Most Extreme Jap- Elimination. That show is great. Yes. The, I never cared for those shows. But Taskmaster is a little different because it's like Minute to Win It, uh-huh. but it's all thinking outside the box. Okay. Like, you know, they'll give them a tap. And like I said, you can't even describe it properly because it's so really weird. Right. It's like they'll have a Christmas tree baler. And they'll say, fit the most things into this baler in 60 seconds. Not even. And it's people are grabbing, like, you know, lawnmowers and shoving as much as they can in there to get the most weight. Okay. That's the kind of thing it is. It's really, it's really like I said, they, they channel outside the box thinking. Um, season 10 was a nightmare because it happened this year. Yeah. And, oh, it just nobody's heart seemed to be in it this year. Well, I mean, but to, to be honest, I don't think anybody's heart was in a lot of yeah, things. But this they'll year. be coming up with a season 11 uh, for next year, at least. That's a good thing. And they have always comedians on there. And some of these people and at the beginning of the show, they give them a task to do. To bring in. It's the prize task. And it may sound lowbrow. And like I said, you can see Americans doing it. It tried it in America, I think, three or four years ago. Okay. Did not, nobody like seemed to like it. They put on CW, trying to get some buzz to it. And Americans are just not into that type of show anymore. I think, I think I said, I think that the majority of American shows, I think it's a, between reality puzzle and quiz. And that depends on how smart you are. Right. You got the really smart people that are watching the quiz shows. I mean, there are exceptions, yourself included. Um, but 
I'm not even going to dignify <laughs> that. Then you have the puzzle game shows, which is kind of mid-range, because everybody likes to watch Wheel of Fortune and, and know what the phrase is or whatever it is. People, right. people kind of like to play along with those. Then you got those reality shows, which is on the low end. Yeah. The low end. And you know what? I know a lot of people that watch Dancing with the Stars and The Mass Singer and all. Ugh, just, ugh. It's like, stop. Like, my, my whole take on, like, the reality performance type um, game shows, like American Idol, The Voice, and things like that, is those... Those contestants do have talent. By and large, they can sing, okay? Mm-hmm. However, it's it, it, it's taking music and cheapening it. Because these people, they're not writing their own stuff. They're not out there slagging it out in clubs trying to get the, get the break. They're, they're winning a fucking game show. And yeah. their, their careers are built for a three- to five-year shelf life. With them going into a recording studio with a session backing band and being handed lyrics and saying, being told, hey, sing this. As, as a musician and as somebody who's written a lot of music through his life, to me, it, it, it cheapens it. But that's another story. Well, yeah, there are other ones like if the X Factor, I think, is that one. Yeah. Whereas like, you have ventriloquists, jugglers. Yeah. You know, and a whole just, you know, a, a, a menagerie of of just different talented people but still uh, those are those are okay for entertainment but like raymond the amish comic was on the x factor yes he was and 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 all he got was a montage in the beginning of failed performances and that's terrible that's terrible to do the the raymond man i'm telling he is hilarious well to be to be honest i mean i love raymond i think raymond's great um but to be honest an Amish comic probably isn't going to play well outside of Pennsylvania and Ohio. <laughs> you know, there there's not a very big Amish population in Los Angeles, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I mean, wait, honestly, that I think that makes it even better. You have these constant comedians, the differences between New York and California, you know? Right. I mean, Raymond talks about the difference between the middle of Pennsylvania and, like, the world. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Okay, but how many how many people outside of Pennsylvania are you going to know where the hell Lancaster is, or what's going on in Lancaster? I don't even think Raymond knows at this point. Well, no, he well, him and Edna, they know, they might know. It's, it's, yeah, that's that that show. But I guess I'm not I'm not a I don't I don't like a lot of reality shows except for Survivor. I watched the first season and I right. never I never looked at it again. You know, I got to audition for that and that was just magical in and of itself. I think I told that story with the kid with the dolls. Yeah, yeah, that that just was a a, a blast. That I would still love to do it. Yeah, you know, I would probably die out there. They'd have to medevac me out for some reason. Be a good weight loss program for you. Was that a fat joke? Were you saying I'm fat? It's not, uh, it's not a joke. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back it up. Back <laughs> it up. Put it, put it in reverse. <laughs> Let's put that in reverse, okay? It was said with love. I am losing weight. How, what, how many pounds did you drop? I think this year, I think I'm down 10 pounds. You dropped 10 pounds from your belly to your ass. <laughs> That's stealing material. <laughs> that is out and out <laughs> theft. <laughs> Credit to Dice Clay. Um... Fear Factor. What did you think of that? Well, that was one that was in the '90s when everything had to be extreme. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was perfect for its time. And probably, 
I was probably all into that because I can remember just all like the goofy, you know, like water skiing on top of a car. Yeah. The the eating challenges. You know, let's find a way to freeze people to eat scorpions. I loved Fear Factor. I thought it was, you know, I just look, I mean, I probably watched it at the time, probably in the bar or something. Or yeah. I, I know I watched it because I remember so many scenes with like, you know, really just say I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> well, Rogan does bits about that in his comic, in his comedy, in his stand up stuff. He does, does bits about his time on Fear Factor. <laughs> That about how high he was trying to talk these people into doing this shit. Ugh. And the only reason he took the gig, um, his agent talked him into taking the gig. And the only reason that they did it was because they said, there's no fucking way the show's getting picked up. <laughs> and it lasted, I think, seven years. Yeah, I think I think he even got sick of it. At, yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, there was there was that period in the 90s where everything had to be bigger, better, faster. I mean, the extreme games. Yeah, the well, see, I that wasn't a game show though. No, but I'm talking that oh, everything had to be okay. Yeah, like I they added you. an X to everything. Right. You know, Dan Cortez was hawking Burger King table service. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm so glad get Dan Cortez got left in the '90s. <laughs> but that was just everything had to be extreme and louder and bigger and faster and wow, it's just you know, it, like that was like the. the that period of time when, like, they were just going crazy. And that was, like, I think most Extreme Elimination Challenge came about. Yeah, over in Japan. Um, that didn't hit America until the early 2000s, because I remember watching it on uh, TNN. Uh, I remember watching it. I, like I said, I thought it was I thought it was good as is. You can keep the volume down. I, I hated the American eyes. I love the dubbing I, in that. The, the dubbing was... The like, dubbing in that was what made it so fun. I don't know. I... I, some of it, yes, you know, the 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 one with the pith helmet that was interviewing people, Gila Douche. Yeah, Oh, <laughs> uh, Gila Douche was my favorite. <laughs> you got these two guys in in like samurai outfits there, and one guy's going by Kenny Blankenship, and I f- forget what the other dude's name is, but like their <laughs> sideline reporter was Gila Douche. Oh God, um, I don't remember what streaming service brought it back. Um, I know I did see it recently. Yeah, one of the streaming services is is uh, re-airing all the episodes of MXC. If you've never watched it, search it out. It is such fun. It, it's it, that's the only way I could describe it. This is pure fun. What well, was better to well Japanese game shows? Now I haven't watched a lot of them, but there was a period also like for some reason they were all over Comedy Central. Yeah, like they had that one where it's like it's pretty much you stand in a puzzle. Okay. You contort your body, and this big foam thing comes by, and you have to contort your body to make it through, or you get dumped in the water. I know. Japanese game shows, they're weird. Yeah. They, uh, they, there was one, uh, an American one like that, where you they had like a wall coming at you, and you had to jump through weird-shaped holes yeah, in the, that, in that the foam my, wall. That, yeah, they like took that part of it. Yeah. You know. Like like all American game shows, somebody else did it kind of first, and yeah, and usually better. Yeah, like I said, but that was like a part of a Japanese game show. But I've seen some of those. I, you know, they did a skit on Saturday Night Live once where people were getting electrodes put on them. That ain't too far from the truth. They're nuts over there. Yeah, yeah. J- Japan is uh, kind of out there with some of the things they do. Um, did you? Uh, shit, hold on. I forgot where the hell I was going to go with this. 
This is where you'd play the Jeopardy theme song right now while Eric is thinking. Right. And now because of that, because you just said that, I can't edit this, you fucker. <laughs> Fuck. Now I, I complete my... Some people have brain farts. My brain just completely shit its pants. I totally lost my train of thought. All right. Carry well, the ball. All right, well, let's well let's just go like... 80s game shows, stuff that we had when we were kids. Okay, 80s game shows. That you didn't have a choice to watch. The Price is Right. Good show? Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. Okay, um, what was the one with the with the, with the the whammy? Big bucks, big bucks, no whammy, stop. Press your luck. Press your luck. That was yeah. another one I had to watch. That, w- that was fun. Um, i trying to think of uh, bumper stumpers. Bumper stumpers. What about Hollywood Squares? Hollywood Squares was... Great with the Burt Convy edition. Okay, there's like there's different ones. I mean, well, I watched it when you know when I was also young. I can't remember the guy's name, but it was in uh, Waylon Madam were on George uh-huh. Goble, Paul Lind, uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Yeah, I mean th- those the, those comedians were just were just crazy, and they kept it up in the Burt Convy. You know, Gilbert Gottfried being a, a you know in there. Yeah, but I think when it got up to a little bit further with. Um, a guy that did America's Funniest Home Videos. Why do I? Bob Saget. <laughs> no, not Bob Saget. The other guy. And don't say the one from Fresh Prince either. The one in the middle. Oh, he did Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Oh, Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron did a version. Whoopi Goldberg was Center Square. Okay. Then it became like, okay, let's tone it down a little bit. We're not going to you know, be so wild anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Who from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air did... Funniest home videos. The Charlton man, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, <laughs> when did he do that? Or is he? He was. At, he's doing it now. He's after Tom Bergeron. Oh, I haven't. I haven't watched America's Funniest Videos since uh, Bob Saget was on. Yeah, I, I. I don't know. I don't know how that show survived hundred years on the air. When at this point, I'm just convinced everything is staged. Most of it. You know why are you why are you filming? Grandpa just sitting on the chair. Oh, the chair broke. That's why you were filming it. You tried to cripple an old man. <laughs> what better way to spend a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then, of course, they have these people, the $10,000 for, for, oh, the dog stole a hot dog out of the baby's hand. Why'd you give the baby a hot dog? <laughs> what about the $10,000 pyramid, or $100,000 pyramid? Oh, I love that one, too. That was that was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Just, that was... I, I do like the ones where I can play along with sometimes, but when you actually see the word, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, but it's like, you know, things found on a boat, uh, fish. What? What fish? What's wrong with you? You were one of those guys that you wanted to play along, but you're kind of peeking through your hand like this, aren't you? No, no, but I did. I did have enough of the home version of those games. Really? I had. I had. Wheel, I had Wheel of Fortune. I had Family Feud. I had ten thousand dollar pyramid. I had all those board games. All gone, but I had them. I didn't. Right. I didn't cheat. No, no, they no. they all got lost in the flood. What about uh, the dating game? I like the living color spoofs of the dating game more than I actually like the dating game because it's like I think I was too young to really appreciate that. Yeah, because what wasn't Ted Bundy like a contestant on the dating game? I don't game? know if he was. I I, I want to say I I read I, somewhere that Ted Bundy was actually a contestant <laughs> on the dating game. Oh. If that that footage has been scrubbed for life, you're not going to find that anywhere. Hang on. I got to carry this. I'm going to Google that real quick. 
Yeah, like I said, the, the living living color with Jim Carrey playing Chuck Woolery, that was the funny part of the dating game to me because I I couldn't, you know that I think and uh, Love Connection was the other one he did, didn't it? Oh wait, no, the dating game was was um, yeah, I'm getting the dating game and Love Connection mixed up, although they were actually about the same show. Yeah, newlywed game, dating game, love connection. Eh. I the only dating you know, I, I want to say dating game that at the time I really and and it's sad to say, but I think singled out was pretty funny. Singled out was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Just and that was another one. I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of everybody with blonde hair, and you just see all the Hitler youth walking off the set. What did you find? Um. Come on, come I'm, on, Mister. Make fun of my Google brick phone. I'm actually finding a few different things here. Um, Rodney Al Alcala was a serial killer who was on the dating game. What so, the hell? So maybe there, maybe there was a, uh, <laughs> so maybe there was a mix-up there. Um, Ro- Rodney Alcala was a serial killer who ap- appeared on the dating game. I can't find any confirmation on a quick oh. search <laughs> as to whether or not Ted Bundy was on there. Well, maybe if he did show prep. Well, no. <laughs> No, no, I'm not doing it. All right, who's your favorite old school uh, game show host? I hate to say it because I can't remember a name. The guy that did the Joker's Wild. Okay, I I'm I can see his face, but I cannot the name. Well, you can't go with Wink Martindale. No, well, no, he's not my favorite. Though. Or Chuck Woolery. He, they're not not Chuck Woolery. You don't you didn't like Chuck Woolery? I don't like Chuck Woolery now. He's a bit of a weirdo now. Just a a, a, a bit. Yeah. Yeah, crackpot, right wing, yeah, weirdo. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's like Joker's Wild was another one that was on the TV constantly when I was growing up. But one that was a a, a crackpot when he was on TV was Chuck Barris. Oh my God! Yeah, the Gong Show. Yeah, uh, Chuck Barris oh, was nuts. That show was that show was great. Didn't he claim to be like a CIA operative? Yes, I saw shit? that. I saw that movie. Confessions. I think it's Confessions of a something. Yeah. But I saw that movie. And you know what? It's kind of fun. Considering that, you know, he actually wrote the thing. Yeah. It was actually kind of a fun movie because it's one of those that you actually watch it. And you said, like, you know what? What if? Yeah. You know, because, yeah, he did go on all the trips with the people to these foreign countries. Why did he do that? Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of a trip. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Quiz Show? No. That's a really good movie. It's a very interesting true story. Mm. It's about the uh, quiz show scandal of the of the fifties. Yeah, a guy named James Stemphill was on a game show called Twenty One, and there was fixing going on, rigging of the game because he wasn't as aesthetically pleasing as a guy who would later come on to challenge him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have if. It's a it's a really interesting story. It's a good show, a good movie. You should check it out sometime. Yeah, the amount of the amount of cheating in TV game shows. I'm surprised even try to get away with it. I know, right? The the coughing one on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I don't know how nobody during production caught that. The, the that guy, was that was the British version, wasn't no, it? No, no. I think it was. I think it was the American version. I I I think because I think it was like a Navy lieutenant. Okay, that was actually caught. And like whenever when they were reading off the answers, when he got to the right one, his friend in the audience would cough, and it wasn't even quiet, you know. Why did yeah I got I I I got to ask the same question. Why did production not catch that? Yeah, 
It's like, you know, the, the guy, the ice cream truck driver that beat Pressure Luck, that wasn't cheating to me. He figured out the system, and he beat it. Okay. You know that story? No. Okay. When we watched Pressure Luck, uh-huh. the board would move in an actual pattern. They didn't have randomizers. It wasn't that sophisticated. So this ice cream truck driver figured out the pattern and went exactly to hit the buzzer to get whatever in a free spin. He got on the show and did it and kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And it was like amazing. But he didn't cheat. Even though they called him a cheater, he never cheated. No, it's game in the system. He figured out the way the way the system worked and he did it. Right. It's like the it's like the dude who did his research on the price is right. Yep. And did his research and won. And double. bid bid nearly perfect on yep. the showcase showdown. Yeah, and that's you know That's game in the system. Exactly. And that's you know, and if you're gonna if you're gonna go against those people, go against the people that know the answer, you know, to like the archipelago questions in Jeopardy. They right. they thought too much. Yeah. How dare you study? Yeah. Um, I mean, like right now with Jeopardy, anybody, even a even a, a dim bulb like you, can take the Jeopardy practice test and like the the audition test. And instead of because of the pandemic, instead of doing auditions every once in a while, it's an open ended online audition. See, I'm excellent at those quiz things. I am. I've played trivia with you. Exactly. No, you no, see you, how I am. No, you're not. We've won every time, haven't we? I've won. You, you've ridden my coattails. I have two trophies on my desk at work from bar trivia. Okay. I don't lose when I'm on a team. You don't contribute when you're on a team either, but that's neither but here nor there. I, I contributed. What did you contribute? Right answers, obviously. No. As I recall, the the host came up to me and was like, "Wow, you you're really you know your stuff." First off, <laughs> first off, do I have to text Brett to verify this story? We're not going to verify anything. We're just this is the way I remember it. Okay. 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 These are, these are, okay. We're <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go with alternative facts now. They're not alternative facts. Facts cannot be alternative. Facts are facts. Tell certain people in this country. <laughs> that. No, I, I I know trivia very well. I mean, sometimes you just yell in my ear, you know, when I'm when I'm trying to answer a question. What magazine was this? And I'm telling you, Popular Mechanics, and you're yelling in my ear so that it, it comes out, you know, like the wrong answer. No, that's, that's not how that happened. <laughs> As I recall, the last time we played trivia, when we were in the planning stages of this podcast, <laughs> as we are playing bar trivia, as I recall, you got one question right that I didn't know the answer to. That doesn't mean I didn't get them right. Well, no, you didn't contribute because I already had the answer written down while the wheels were turning in your feeble little mind. The only one you actually contributed was Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power. Yeah. Hey, I know what I know. <laughs> you know, okay, I'll give you that. You know what you know. It's just, it's not a whole lot. Yeah, well, you know what? If they're, no, they're softballing the questions there. Softballing the questions. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, I'm sorry. This, look, hey, hey, I love bar trivia like everybody else. And I understand you got to dumb it down because of the people coming in. You can't have Jeopardy-level questions, you know, when you got Wheel of Fortune people come there. It just doesn't happen. I understand. And I'm not knocking anybody. 
I'm not knocking anybody, you know, but if you were getting in there and say, like, hey, you know what, who was the, the Roman emperor after Julius Caesar, right? Not a lot of people know that. Do you know that? No, you don't know that. Caesar Augustus. See, that's what I'm trying to say. I rest my case. Wasn't it Caesar Augustus? Was it? See? Now, now you see. I think it was, but I, I, I could be 100% wrong. <laughs> you know? What, what, oh, yes, and who would know? Who would know? Google. Google knows all. Google does not know all. That's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is that <laughs> I would do good at quiz shows. You might. You might, Rabbit. You might. What was the what was the quiz show that they had on MTV back in the day? With uh I can't remember who was the host of it. But well, Rock and Roll Jeopardy was on there. Well, Rock and Roll Remote it, Control. Remote Control. That's oh, with the Ken one. Ober. With Ken Ober, yes. Yeah. That one they should bring back. Yeah, but you would uh, you think they could get Colin back in it? You know, I don't think he's doing anything these days. I've heard his stand-up act. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> hey, I've heard his, his stand-up hasn't changed in years. Well, no, the best thing he did after remote control was when he was on Weekend Update. Mm, he was replacing Norm Macdonald. I, I yeah, and, 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 and that was that was a quick replacement too because it was just like, hey, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, he, heavy <laughs> shoes to fill, but I thought he did a, fa- a fairly serviceable job. I, he at least, he at least acknowledged in the first show that I'm not Norm Macdonald. Don't expect it. Right. What did you think of uh, Drew Carey replacing Bob Barker on The Price Is Right? Well, as much as I've said, I'm not too big on comedians taking over hosting jobs because. He does a fair job from what I've seen. Yeah, I think Carrie does a pretty decent job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not so, like I said, I'm not so enamored like with Steve Harvey on Family Feud. And, no. And uh, Leslie Jones on um, Guy's Grocery Games. That's, I guess they can't. Oh, no, Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep. Okay. Yeah, they brought that back. And like I said, it, when comedians are doing it, they want to make it all about themselves a little bit too much. All right. What do you think of Guy's Grocery Games? Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it's one of those that's like you, you sit and watch it, you know, I don't know. It's it's fun to watch as a cooking show. I don't know. It straddles that weird line. Yeah. I mean, it's not really uh, a game show per se. They give those clues and it's like, oh, it's the marshmallows, you know. I mean, it's not a game show. I should say. It is more of a cooking show. Yeah. They just give them like random stuff with a game show element. Yeah, but like the the thing I like about it is like the little wrinkles that they throw into each round. Mm. You can you have to make a five star dish, but you can't use any fresh veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah I like you know things like that. I mean, but uh, the cooking shows I like, strangely enough, right? I really enjoy Hell's Kitchen. I love Hell's Kitchen only because I'll admit it. I like seeing people get yelled at. Oh God, Randy! I, <laughs> have you ever watched? Well, you watch a lot of British stuff. Yep, the British version of the F word. Yep, the, Brit- the well, the British version of like or 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 kitchen nightmares. Well, the funny thing is the British version because it's it's totally uncensored. The the owners yell back as much as he does. Yeah, and it's kind of funny when it's like they have these rustic, just beautiful things in in like the countryside of England, and like a businessman will buy a restaurant. And it's now failing, and he can't figure out why. Right. It's like... And the first thing he did when he bought the place was fire the chef. And yeah, he got rid of the chef. He got rid of, you know, this. He tried to remodel it into a business. De- it's like, what's wrong with you? 
he has sacked the entire staff. Yeah. And then Ramsey comes in. It's like the first thing he does is like, well, he'll change the decor because it's like you're you're in a country inn. Why does this look like, you know, downtown London? Right. You know, rule number one. But the, but but the people get into it. And if there's nothing, I'm sorry. It is. This may sound non PC, but there is nothing funnier sometimes uh, than to hear an Indian argue. <laughs> they are passionate. They they are passionate. Yeah. You know, and it is, it is just they will start using words that I don't think are in any language and they don't know to censor them because I don't know if that's a word or not. Right. <laughs> I like I, I, I really like all of Ramsey's shows. I, I was mm-hmm. always a big fan of 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 what Chef Ramsey does. Like Hell's Kitchen. I've watched pretty much every yep. season of it. I've watched Every episode of Kitchen Nightmares. That's not really a game show. That's a rescue show. Yeah. But Kitchen Nightmares, some of the train wrecks in there are fucking fantastic. Amy's Baking Company. I was just about to say <laughs> Amy's Baking Company. Uh, I, w- I, w- I was sad to see that they finally closed down for good because I, I honestly wanted to tra- take a trip to Arizona just to go there. You know, I don't even think I can handle that because, I mean... Everybody that goes in there probably wants to take a picture. Yeah. And nobody wants the food. I mean, I, that Kitchen Nightmares is one of those that I could never figure out. Literally never could figure out how, like, does anybody in a restaurant, uh, where a restaurant's failing, have you tasted your food? Well, no. Well, shouldn't that be number one? Yeah, well, I, I there's some of that, but mo- a lot more of it is the owners are and staff are actually that delusional. They think that they're trash ass food is good yeah i don't like i said there there's a point where it's like i would swear some of this is just made up you know but i did find out some stuff about kitchen nightmares that you know it it lends itself to hollywood i mean a lot of the um touch-ups that they do yeah the owners have to pay for that stuff if they don't pay for it they take the stuff away yeah i mean can you imagine what the production budget would be if they didn't yeah and um I've seen, I think, a lot of... There's, there's one season of Kitchen Nightmares. It's on the internet. It might be season eight, I think, or season six, but every restaurant has shut down Yeah, from that season. Because well, I think you come in, you come in Splash Dash, change the menu, change things up. Yeah, you're going to be hit for a little while, but I still... If you have the same people running the place, yeah, it's, it's going to fail. I mean, I've seen that the failure rate on, like, the overall failure rate from the Kitchen Nightmares show is really bad. Yeah, and I think Bar Rescue has the same problem. Yeah, well, John Tapper's a douchebag, but, but not, still, but not still, in a charming any, way. Any of these like shows like that, I think, just have... They're good for entertainment. Yeah. But the if you don't change the owners, the attitude's not going to change. Okay. They're, they're going to leave, and it's just going to be back the way we were. Now, back to the uh, to the game show thing, but we'll stick with Ramsey. What, what about Hell's Kitchen? What, you, what were you a fan? Oh, I love Hell's Kitchen. Me too. I've been watching that since like the the very first the very first show. I can't remember a person on it. You know, if, if like some of these famous people, if I bumped into them on the street, I wouldn't know who they were. I remember a few of the chefs. I remember Rock. Yeah. Um, Mike, who won the first season. Um, you know, punk rock looking dude, bunch of tattoos. And then I uh, the the one that. I can't remember his name, but the one that'll always stick with me is the dude that broke his hand. I know which one you're talking like, about, and won, and won it. <laughs> I'm like, that's 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 balls. Yeah, you know, I I mean, and those guys, 
that's truly a it, it's truly a game show with there has to be some serious talent there i i have noticed something interesting for a for a profession that really needs to use their palate a lot a lot of chefs smoke yeah that is weird oh it's a high i mean it's it's a very high stress uh yeah. it's a very high stress gig i also another thing that's funny about that show is that they sit told to make a dish yeah and then they make a dish and they use and this is the, always the big one canned tomatoes right and then everybody's aghast. Huh? You use canned tomato? What the hell did you have them for? It. it, it <laughs> I, I think the kind of thing. I think it's kind of a uh, like a. It, it's kind of. Let's see what they do. Yeah, yeah, but that that's that trickery shouldn't happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and I don't want to piss off the Italians. Okay, I don't want to piss off the Italians, but. A lot of fine, most fine dining establishments do not use canned pota- can potatoes, canned tomatoes, even for their pasta sauces. Yeah. Whereas Italians, a, a, a lot of Italian restaurants, even the higher end Italian restaurants, even ones that are owned by Mario Batali, his sauces are can or their base of them is canned San Marzano tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know, man. I I don't know an issue with canned tomatoes. I use canned tomatoes all the time. Yeah, well, like I said, I think it's. <laughs> but then again, I don't have fourteen Michelin stars. Fourteen. I think that's what Ramsey is up to. Uh well, like I said, I know. I mean, I like I said, I think a lot, and a lot of it I know is just like he's putting on an act for the camera, because I've seen interviews with him outside of that. Yeah, and, and you know, outside of the kitchen, he's a different person. Yeah. But he is, I mean, his... Yeah, but even the British stuff. I'm telling you, you watch the British stuff before he became to America. He's not freaking out constantly at everybody, you know, yelling at the top of his lungs. He's more reserved. I think that's what Americans like. Oh, yeah. Um, I, the American audience is definitely going to go in for more confrontation. You know. The British stuff, you are right. The British stuff, he's a little bit more laid back. Uh, there's not as much... Um, yeah. Screaming, yeah, there's is arguing but not screaming all the time, right? You know, Sam Kennison goes to England, like, "Why are you screaming? It's like, it's like, <laughs> why are you yelling all the time?" Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a different audience. Like I said, I mean, yeah, and that's like goes right back. To, like I said, the game show thing, panel stuff is just huge over there, and I, I'm still trying to figure out a way. I will figure out a way to get Channel Four and watch British TV on my. On my computer, what uh, what do you think is the worst game show you ever saw? Oh, uh, you know what? This is sad. It's sad to say this because I really think the concept would have been great. It was called Pirate Master. Okay, what was that? It, <laughs> it was it was it was a reality type show. You got two teams of pirates, and uh, they would have to go out and do tasks to get gold. Okay, and then somebody was like nominated captain, and he would decide how the gold got split to the winning team. And then they would vote. And if your crew was happy, they would keep you as captain. If your crew wasn't happy, they could give you the black spot and you get voted off. It was it was very much almost like Survivor, Big Brother, uh, and like really kind of mixed in there with pirate themes. It had potential. I could but it was really such a train wreck. That uh, I'll be completely honest, that sounds like a Fucking horrible concept. 
like I said, with a little tweaking, it might have worked. I mean, you look at this, the concept of Survivor. Let's take 16 people, throw them on an island. You know? Right. It's, I mean, a, a pirate theme, and it came right around the time of Pirates of the Caribbean. One of the contestants on it was actually one of the actors in Pirates 2 that was in the hanging scene in the beginning. <gasps> oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. That just sounds like a it, horrible premise. It, you know, the outfits were fun. The they 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 had to like be on these huge ships, so the production was was there, and they're on this island, and they have to solve puzzles to get treasure. Like the concept was there, but there was just it was just something lacking. That's the worst one I can remember because I watched it, hoping it would get better. I'm sure there have been a lot worse out there. Yeah, I think, you know. <laughs> A lot of the stuff from the 50s when they were just throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah. Like the original Price is Right. I've never seen yeah. <laughs> that. I've never seen that. Yeah. They, like I said, a lot in the 50s when they were just throwing stuff at the wall to see what stuck, uh, there were some pretty terrible concepts there, but nothing that stuck. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, that was one of the worst ones I can remember. I. He- I I watched it in one season. It lasted. I'm racking my brain to think about what the worst one is, and I mean honestly, I just I despise American Idol, so I would be I I would almost throw American Idol into hey. the category of worst. I I somewhat I somewhat agree. I think it hit that peak with um, uh, hung. What's his name? William Hung. William Hung. That is when that was Survivor Peak right there. When you got everybody at when William Hung gets a contract. Yeah. I mean that that and at that point I thought, eh, okay, I think we're done here. Uh, who was the guy that Stern got behind? It wasn't William Hung. It was another really bad one that actually made it into like the top twelve. Sanjaya. Sanjaya. That's well, no, it. that was the one the internet got behind. Well, and yep, yeah, the internet and I mean, Howard Stern. The the internet decided. You know, you're going to allow the internet to vote. They decided that we're going to push Sanjaya over everyone else. Let, they trolled American Idol. Yes, they did. And they they did not hide the fact that they were trolling American Idol. And there was nothing that could be done about it. It's like even the judges were mad about that one. Oh, they were pissed. Simon Cowell, the pretentious douchebag, was so he was so furious about it. I wonder about that. Let me tell you, and this is what I'm going to say. When there's been a lot of game shows in America which has to have for some reason, a pretentious British guy. And I'm not, it seems like. But th- a lot of times, and usually it's either Simon Cowell or Piers Morgan. Right, but that's what I mean. It's like, But they're not all like that. No. I mean, can't they get the nice British guys? Well, Rick Miles, dead. Oh, Alex Horn, Greg Davies, they're, they're two great uh, hosts. Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr's. Jimmy Carr <laughs> is an excellent host. And he can he can take the beating as much as give it out. He's like the British Bob Saget. Pretty much. Actually, I think Jimmy Carr's funnier than Bob Saget. Well, I, I really do. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Jimmy Carr, you know, he, yeah. he doing this, uh, doing the game show stuff. He he's a proper host. Yep. Okay. Or as a, a presenter, as they would be called over there. Yes. Um, he's a proper presenter. His stand up is absolutely filthy. Mm. His stand like because I don't have a filter. And his, <laughs> yes, I know. I, his stand up has made me go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I love Jimmy Carr. He is he is hilarious, and like I, he is one of the. Like I said eight out of ten cats does countdown. 
was one of those shows that I found by accident. And it's, again, the concept is one of those. It's like you pick a bunch of letters, find the, the highest word in those letters. But when you get these comedians on there, they're just making fun of each other and having fun doing it. It, it, it just makes it so much more hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm, I can't wait for it to come back. And especially when I sit there and try to figure this stuff out, too. Did you ever watch The Ultimate Fighter? I, in a game show thread? <laughs> UFC? Yes. I did watch UFC at one point because now... No, I, I'm, I'm now talking I, about the reality show, The Ultimate oh, Fighter. Oh, no, no. I thought you were talking about UFC. No, well, the UFC did no. a reality yeah. show. Yeah, I never, I never watched that. You never watched it? No. Dude, think Bink... Big Brother. I only made two seasons of Tough Enough. That was another. Well, Tough I, Enough I, was. I can only make two seasons of that. Uh, Hugh Morris is is a Bill Demott, great worker, but man, I would not want to be under his tutelage. Yeah. <laughs> um. The. I, I mean. I think. I thought the first. Uh, season of Tough Enough where Taz was the head coach. Oh. Or, no, Al Snow was the head coach, but Taz was forget, one of the assistants. I forget, I forget where everyone was, but I know that like Taz, Stone Cold, Bill DeMott. But like, uh, I'm talking like, oh, yeah, like I, the, that the, I've never seen. The full-time I, coaches. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Al Snow, Taz. Trish Stratus, wasn't it? Jackie, Ga- uh, Jackie, Jackie Moore. Yeah, okay. Um, that was my favorite season of Tough Enough. But the Ultimate Fighter was, it, I haven't watched it in a couple of seasons. Um, the Ultimate Fighter, I thought, was a great, great show because you had the reality show aspect of it, of these guys, all these fighters, and all these differing personalities living in a house together, no access to the internet, no TV, no phones, basically cut off from the outside world, fighting for... Yeah, a UFC contract, and it I, and then you would have a fight on every show leading up to the live finale. Winner gets a UFC contract, and usually most of the guys on the main, that made it to the main card to the main card of the finale ended up getting contracts. Um, I thought the I thought the Ultimate Fighter was a fun show, uh, and then like they what they would do is they would have a fight. At the end of the season, uh, like a pay-per-view after the end of the season between the coaches, whether it was Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz or uh, Forrest Griffin and I forget who Forrest coached against. But anyway, um, like the coaches would fight and I thought it was just a lot of fun. And that's where my friend Matt Riddle got his start. Yeah. You know, he was on that show. Yeah, he was on season seven. Okay. Yep. Season seven. Season seven. Wow. Yeah. I've well, ne- I've never seen any of those. They're they're up, I think, close to twenty seasons now. Crimey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Matt. Uh, Matt was on season seven. Had never had a professional MMA fight before he was on before he was in the Ultimate Fighter house, and fought his way into the house with to this day one of the most spectacular knockouts in UFC history. Matt hit this dude so hard, he broke his jaw in two places, okay? One shot, broke his jaw in two places, and the guy didn't know, like, what fucking state <laughs> he was in. It was it was one of the most vicious knockouts I've ever seen. 
But anyway, <laughs> look it up. On look, look it up. Yeah. Another one that I was thinking about, just now, as you tattoo masters, uh, ink masters, ink masters. That well, was, speaking of ink masters, yes. Um, Nick Massington, the owner of the Rat Pack. Yes. His son Dylan is actually on an episode of Ink Masters. Oh, yeah? Yes. Dylan was a human canvas. Okay. Yep, Dylan was one of the human canvases. Um, he has a tattoo of, I want to say it's the White House. Okay. That was done. Yeah, that is that was one of those ways that I said, you know, I would get a tattoo. I would do the, the, the canvas thing. Yeah. Because for the price, and I got nothing. I, I That show kind of gave me a new appreciation of tattoos. I absolutely love I mean, I, I, I find myself in the summertime sometimes looking at line work and shading now. Right. But uh, I, I, I'm i always afraid, you know, I, I know how much tattoos cost, and I I can never come up with a concept for myself because it's going to be permanent. Yeah. But I figure, you know. Yeah, the, I, these things are kind of permanent. Yeah, if I could do it for a show, I would do it, but I just would hope I wouldn't get, like, you know, day one where it's like, okay, today we're going to do, you know, abstract art. What? What do you mean abstract? Well, let me tell you uh, a little story about D-Boy's Ink Master's journey. You know, for a while I was doing Uber and Lyft, right? Yeah. Well, Nick contacted me. He's like, hey, would you be interested in driving D-Boy into Manhattan? Because he's going to be a human canvas on Ink Master's. And with it being Nick, I'm like, yeah, of course. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take Dylan, right? Well, come to find out, I couldn't hang with Dylan during this process. Okay. <laughs> the way this works is, like, his girlfriend's, uh, Dylan's girlfriend's parents ended up taking him. Because you take him to an off-site location. You drop him off. You don't get to hang with him. And they give you a time to come back and get him. And it would have been like driving to uh, it it was somewhere in Jersey. Okay. Uh, I would have driven him like into Newark or some shit. Come back home for six, eight hours, 10 hours, whatever, while they're shooting and then have to go back to Newark to pick him up because I'm not I'm not hanging out in Newark for 14 fucking hours. Yeah. Have you ever been to Newark? Well, Well, you don't have to hang out in Newark. Take the bus into the city, man. No. What do you mean? No, you could have you could have hung out in the M M&M and M store. No, you know, I mean, you know, like tickled Elmo on and uh, I say you could have tickled Elmo in Times Square. I didn't want to tickle Elmo in Times Square. Well, you could have seen Naked Cowboy. I don't want to see Naked Cowboy. No fun you are. You're no fun. I'm lots of fun. No, no, you are no fun. How could how could you not want to go to Manhattan and just to have fun? Been there, done that. Don't need to go back. <laughs> don't need to go back. In fact, I had an Uber trip into Midtown Manhattan from Al- from ABE. Okay? Oh, yeah, I've heard of those. Oh, man. Well, no, dude, there's going to be no names because I don't remember the dude's name. But he flew into Allentown, right? Flew into Allentown and says, yeah, he gets, on the f- gets in my car, gets on his phone, says, yeah, honey, I'm on my way to the hotel. Uh, I'll, co- I'll talk to you tonight. I have some meetings I got to take care of and blah, 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 blah. Hangs up the phone. He says, "We're going. Uh, are you okay with going to Manhattan?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." My wife doesn't know I'm going to Manhattan. <laughs> okay, so I drop end up dropping this dude off right in the fucking center of the garment district. 
It was it was great. What a trip. See, that's he tipped well. Yeah, well, you you. I don't even like taking the bus into Manhattan. I don't drive, man. Well, dude, that's crazy traffic, dude. I didn't even. I didn't even. I wasn't even driving the little Chevy that day. I had my Jeep. Ugh. Well, at least I know if we ever want to take a trip to New York, I'm calling you. Well, yeah, we could take my new car. We we're going to New York when things open up. We're going to New York City. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go in the New Yorkiest of the New York restaurants. Hard Rock. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. Get back to game shows. This was your idea. Yeah, and tangents are our thing. <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. Yeah, so what What kind haven't we talked about yet? I don't know. You got your list. It, I have the list. Yeah, I think we did pretty... I mean, we went over like all six. We did... I think we did pretty well. Huh. Where are we at on time? Uh, we're clocking in right now about 58 minutes. See that? Look at that. We keep it under an hour because that two-hour jaunt, that hurt people's ears. That hurt my brain. <laughs> that hurt my eyes. We had, we had fun in that one, though. Yeah, we did. You know one thing I'm glad for when that two-hour episode, though? What? You didn't have that hideous mustache. It's not a hideous mustache. It's a very It's a good mustache. Remember what Alistair said. I don't care what I... I don't care. See, I'm growing this thing out. It's going to grow out this way. I'm going to have a little twirly. What, are you going to be Raleigh Fingers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what, are you going to be... What, are you, Snidely Whiplash? Yes, that's what I'm going for. Or actually, in your case, Snidely Dick Rash. I've, off, I've always wanted a twirly mustache. <sighs> and now I am afforded that chance. Well, whatever works for you. Whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night, bitch. Huh, this doesn't help. I keep getting hair on my face. Get a haircut, hippie. I, I don't want a haircut. Why? <laughs> You're looking all shaggy. Oh, I look terrible. I, I know. Yeah, you do. I think I think a month ago I passed from like, you know, metal rocker to like homeless guy. Dude, <laughs> what did I look like a month ago? Oh, you were worse. But that was for some silly bet. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I now you look like the after of like a VH1 behind the music. But <laughs> <laughs> when they're old and bloated and yeah. gray, it's like I remember the eighties. We had it all. It was cocaine all over the place. The guy shows at the whiskey in the, <laughs> in the drinking with Lemmy at the Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. Can you think of any? Uh, Kind of like rock and roll or music themed. Oh, yeah, there was tons of them. Rock like, and Roll Jeopardy was on. Uh, no, I mean like where musicianship was a thing. Musicianship. Like name that tune. No. You had one dude what was playing. <laughs> oh, they're bringing that back. Yeah, I know. And it's the same. You know, I I wish they would do. The, I wish they would do a show where they would actually play a song, not just give you tons of clues and then dong. Oh, I can name that one note. Oh, I can. Rem- I remember it was it was a reality type game show that was music based. Bands on the Run. I don't remember that. VH1 did it. It only lasted one season. Ah. Uh, they took. Uh, they took. I think it was four or five unsigned bands. Gave them a van. Okay. Sent them to a city. We've booked you this gig. 
you have this much money, you can book yourself another gig, but don't miss your gig. And whoever made the least amount of money in each city got eliminated. I actually became a really big fan of uh, one of the bands on there. Uh, it was a band called Flicker Stick. They, I, I have their, I have one of their CDs. It's called Welcoming Home the Astronauts. Really good stuff. Mm. And then there was Harlow, which was like a female-fronted metal band, a punk band called Soul Cracker, who was they were, they were pretty fun. Um, what the hell was the name of like the? Kind of like the uh, Dave Matthews-ish indie rock type band. Ah, the Josh Dotis band. They were. It was a. It was a fun show. I. I would like to see something like that happen again. That sounds. That sounds interesting. Although, I know in this area the 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 bar band's gone. Oh, as a guy who spent a lot of years playing in bar bands, you don't have to fucking tell yeah. me, man. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting concept. Oh, it sounds like the great food truck race. Great food truck race was fun. <laughs> it's still oh, that's I was I wish that show would come around here. I'm not a big fan of Tyler Florence, but great food food truck oh, race was pretty fun. I just I just love the concept of food trucks, you know. And I said this before: why can't food trucks drive around town like the ice cream trucks do? You know, I mean, go around singing some sort of song, and then they stop. You know, it's like and get a panini. You'd have because you would have a fat bastard like me running behind, <laughs> running behind the Euro truck, saying, "Yo, yo!" That's. I mean, I mean, I think I think a rolling food truck. And they said, "Oh well, it's because of the grease and because oh, hot food and movement. It can work. It can work." <laughs> who, who cares about third degree burns? No, well, look, you get the chef in the back, right? Right. To, you got a metal floor and magnetic boots. No. Oh. Right? No, only when they when they stop, you unlace, unlatch the boots, and he goes to town. It can work. I tell you, hey, what if we get a van? We can start this. You're cooking. No, 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 no. I'm too tall. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your excuse. Well, yeah, the inside of a food truck isn't the, you know, the big... You know, I'm too tall for the inside of a food truck. You'd fit. No. Yeah, you would. I could drive and be a sous chef. No. See? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would throw you out of my kitchen in like 10 seconds. <laughs> it, it, you, it would be a serious Chef Ramsey moment. Well, just remember, if you ever you know happen to see food trucks going around, okay? And like, I, my idea, I came up with that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you come up with a bad idea. Who'd have thunk not, it? It's not a bad idea. Who'd have thunk it? We need food trucks in this town. We have one that's parked it in the town, don't we? Yeah, it's never open. Oh. This town is too small for food trucks. I only need one. No, you know, we need we need a bunch. I only need one. We need what what I we need we need more variety around the whole area. You can't get Thai food, Greek food. I would dude, I would I would beat your ass for a good euro. The hell you what, what? The last, the only good euros I've I actually Theo's gyros in uh, Quaker Town. Theo's gyros. Um, there's That's the a, only one I know of. I mean, with with all the traveling I do, uh, I get to Scranton quite a bit. There's a place up on uh, up on Scranton Carbondale Highway called the Greek American Cafe. Ooh, mint! Mm. Such good euros. 
Dude, they're so big, I can barely finish one, and it's only like 10 bucks. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying. I can't believe that at one point they said for this town where Mugshots was, they wanted to put an Irish pub there and, you know, Irish food. And it, no. No, there's no parking. Can't have it there. Then an Italian place moves in because we don't have enough of those in town. Yeah, we don't have enough pizza joints. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you want Italian in this town, and it's not even an Italian town. No, it's Portuguese town. Yeah, what? Well, what the hell? Yeah, you can't get can't get Portuguese food in here. No, I I don't understand. I got I got to go see a member of the Pereira family if I want that. <laughs> good thing I know them all. However, there's a couple places in Lehighton that uh, have some good halushki and pierogies. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I love I love that. That's that's my that's my comfort food. Well, no wonder you spend so much time in the in the four six two. Hey, easy. The home of the home of Mrs. T's. I missed. I missed the festival this year just for the food. You know what? You know which one I missed this year? Hmm. The the uh, Greek food fest in Bethlehem. Never been to that. Right. It's right on Union Boulevard at the Greek Church. Yeah, I mean, I I know that there's a lot of festivals that were that weren't in Bethlehem. There was one that I was two years ago, and it was like an Irish festival. Yeah, and. You couldn't get any food or beer because, no, not that you can't. It wasn't dry. There were so many people <laughs> that you couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out when a line started for anything. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what kind of food you would have at an Irish food festival anyway other than stew and potatoes. Everything potato-based. True. True, true, true. It's uh, delicious. Uh, look, we got, we got this is mashed. <laughs> this is baked. This is fried. Baked. Baked potatoes. This, this, this is a sautéed. This one's minced. This one's diced. And at Music Fest, they had this a couple years, and they didn't have it the last time I went. It was the food in a cup. Food in a cup? Yeah, they have a whole meal, like, in a cup. Pizza in a cup. Like What <laughs> in the fuck? <laughs> it looked really good. How, how does whole, pizza in a cup look good? It was a whole. It was, like, all in a cup. No. You know, it was like fried chicken in a cup. You know, everything. They had everything. Look, you know the happy bowls that they would have at the festival? Yeah. That in a cup. You I, could... I don't want pizza in a cup. What? I can I can get behind fried chicken. You know, little <laughs> chunks of fried chicken and some mashed potatoes and whatnot. You know, I can get behind that. I can't get behind pizza in a cup. I can even get behind a taco in a bag. I can get behind they a taco. They had taco in a cup. I can get behind that. See? I can get behind that. There's nothing wrong with pizza in a cup. Uh. Again, see, these ideas, and I didn't even come up with this one, and I think it's brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's not brilliant. I'm sorry. <laughs> pizza in a cup is not a brilliant thought. <laughs> How drunk was the dude when he came up with the other? Let's put pizza in a cup. It works, mate. <laughs> Pass the natty light. Just put pizza oh, in the cup. Oh, damn! Pick, you know, you know he was worst, drinking fucking the, natty pick light. The worst freaking beer for a, for a great idea like that. You know he was drinking natty light when he decided to put pizza in a cup. No, it it, it look, it's a great. It's, you got your cheese, you got your dough, sauce, a little bit of pepperoni in there. It works, man. No. No, I can't do it. 
I can't do it. I've made something similar to that by accident. As Ramsey would say, it looks like a dog's dinner. Well, like I tried to make like homemade pizza. Okay. You know, you make the dough and all that. You put it down. You spread it out and you spread out to the sides and it keeps just coming back in the center. You spread out to the sides. It keeps coming back. I can't get the dough to do anything. That's because so you're, that, you're not working the dough so, enough. So then, you know, you just plop some sauce on there, a little bit of cheese, and you, you come up with something. And then you put it in a bowl and you eat it because you can't eat it like a slice. Look, Ugh. it happens, man. It happens. <laughs> you are a, you are a, you're you're just not a, a no, I can't, I can't even say it. It's too close to Christmas for me to do that. Uh, okay, if you could create... A game show. What would it be? Uh, actually, I've thought about stuff like this because with the amount of board games that I like, all of them, because they've had those in uh, game shows like Scrabble and Monopoly. Right. I think I would pick something, one of my board games, and just make it into an actual game. One of the good ones. Hmm. You know, like, like even, even, I think even Catan could work. That's a popular one. You even could have heard of that one. No? What game? Catan. Nope. Maybe maybe you know it under its more pretentious name, Catan. No. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, but I would I would take one of those. Um, like I said they have there's a lot of potential there. In in a good show. Yeah. Maybe put a little bit of a quiz on top of it. There's one that I have called Code Names. And basically, you're trying to guess the pattern. By using words with your teammates. Okay. So, you know, trying to explain this to you is just, <laughs> you have a, like a five by five grid of words. Okay. And words that could have double meanings like buck and okay. saw and things like that. Okay. All right. You then give one word and one number to try to get your team to guess what your words are. I think that would work as a game show. That would, that, that might work as a game show. Yeah. That that would actually that's actually a pretty interesting yeah concept and the game the game itself is fun it's 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 a team game I have like I think I have like four four versions of it. Why do you need four versions of the same game? Well, well, one of them is Code Names Marvel, well the original Code Names, Code Names Disney, Code Names Harry Potter, which is cooperative, and then cooperative Code Names Normal. Ugh. What? I have to have the Disney, and I have to have the Harry Potter. I didn't have to have them, but they're fun. Yeah. And you, the Marvel, you, which is part Disney now. You disgust me. Hey. You <laughs> disgust me. I have over 300 board games. There's bound to be stuff you don't like there. 90% of it. I I think 99, because yeah. I know what your tastes are. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need to curse. I need to curse in this game. I need to sound edgy. I don't need to sound edgy. I just this is just me being me. You should know this after this time. You fuckwit. <laughs> uh. You just need to look. Not every game of win, lose, or draw has to have you drawing a penis. That's just you don't have to do that. You every. go. You go with what you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> but when the clue is turkey. Well, you draw, you draw in the balls. Looks kind of weird. And I, I give you, you're a talented artist. You've drawn a lot of them, and they look very nice. But you gotta stop. No, no. <laughs> Just because the clue is turkey doesn't mean he doesn't have a 12 inch schlong. 
It's called a waddle. <laughs> yeah, he, I'm sure he would waddle. Uh, oh, God damn. If I could do a game show, I think I would like to do kind of something like a... I th- VH1 had the concept a while ago um, where they had cover bands come up. Mm-hmm. And the the wheel was spun and they had to play the uh they had to play a particular song in a particular style mm-hmm. that didn't always match up. I think I would like to do something like that if I could, you know, come up with it. Or not really come up with it cuz it's been done. But that that I always thought was pretty cool. I think Fuzzy Bunny Slippers was actually on that show. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um I th- that that would be something I would like to do. I I think that would be a pretty cool one. Yeah, there is a there, you have you did bring it up, but there is a lack of musical type games that actually have music. Right. You know, I mean, I think it would be I you know like a quiz game where you actually had to think about musical stuff. Yeah. You know, or like play it's raining men death metal style. That well, that would be an interest. That would be a. That would be an interesting concept, okay? Like totally randomized song and style. Ooh. Oh. Raining blood as a salsa tune. <laughs> a Barry Manilow song in Caribbean. There, well, Copacabana. That's not Caribbean. It's sorta. No, no, it isn't. I'm talking like something like by uh, the come on without, come on within, man for man. You didn't know that, did you? Yes, I knew it's man for man's earth band. It's called the Mighty Quinn. <laughs> Excellent movie, Robert Townsend uh, and Denzel Washington. Uh, See, I know things. Uh, my head hurts. <laughs> I have to poop. <laughs> you have to have, you have, to have, have, your to have night, a movement. Your nightly movement. Oh, God. Uh, so, game shows are, I mean, they're fun to watch. They're, there's been good ones. There's been bad ones. There's been good hosts. There's been bad hosts. Um, I think if, if you go back, you, you were talking earlier about Family Feud. There's been, that I remember, four hosts that I remember a family feud. You had Richard Dawson, mm-hmm. Richard Karn. Yep. Um uh, what the hell was Ray something. There was five. They had the old guy from Seinfeld did it. Ray uh, Combs you're thinking. Ray Combs, yes. The old guy from Seinfeld did Jerry it. Stiller? No, not not Jerry Stiller. <laughs> no, the one that played um um, I've never watched Seinfeld. Okay, well, it was the one that played um, Julie Louis Dreyfus's Elaine's boss. I have no idea. Yeah, it was the same actor. He played it. It was a short-lived. And then Steve Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got to agree. Steve Harvey's not good. I, I always like Richard Dawson. But I don't think Richard Dawson's style would play well today. No, no. But I think most of them went. I mean, Gene Rayburn of the match game was kind of, you know. Creepy. Yeah, to, to put it to put it bluntly. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Dawson was kind of creepy too. Yeah, but it wasn't an overt creepiness. It wasn't. It look, Daw- Dawson. Did, Dawson didn't make it sound like like you know you didn't want to be left alone with him. 
now, but you didn't want to leave your wife alone with him. You know, and he made it in a running man. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, whereas like, you know, Rayburn was just like, you know, constantly with the comments. Yeah. All but, the time. Yeah. Did they did they try to reboot the Gong Show at one point? Yes. Who was the host of that? I I'm seeing his face. I can't remember who it was. I I know it was I cannot remember. That's the show for its time though. That was one that's there there are ones that they just shouldn't try to reboot stuff. Right. You know, because there are shows of their time and that's definitely was one of them. That was that was crazy. Well, what do you think about him trying to reboot uh The Weakest Link with Jane Krakowski? Let him do it. Let him I mean it's honestly it's it, there's a lot of these just come as another quiz show to me. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Weakest Link is it's kind of... It, um, they had the snarky British person. Well, it's not only that. I, I mean, I'm not even talking about the host. I'm talking about the gameplay. Um, at one... It, up to a certain point, being good and knowing the answers is a benefit. And then after a certain point, it's a detriment. Because yeah. now they're trying to get rid of the strongest yeah. players. Uh, which... Uh, it's an interesting concept, but ultimately a bullshit concept. Yeah. Like I said, there's there are so many... America loves their quiz shows. Yes. I mean, between like The Chase, which is another one. Never watched it. Yeah, that's that's where you're going up against one of the smart people in, you know, in the world. Okay, kind of like one versus 100? Kind of, but like I said, they... It, if the they're like the other version of Ken Jennings. Okay. Where you have someone that just knows a lot, and you're going up against them. And I even think they did that show a different version of it where they had all these smart people and you would go against them. Okay. So like a hundred people like me against one dolt like you. I would be the smart one. No. Beat the Geeks was another one like that. I never saw it. Oh, you would love the beat Beat the Geeks you would have loved. Do you ever hear of it? No. That you get a movie geek, someone that just a music geek. Uh, I think there was a, a literature geek, maybe, but a TV geek, and, and they had all these. They would get the hard questions, and then the the normal contestants would get the softballs. Okay. And then if the normal person got to the end, they went up against a certain geek. The geek would get. You know what? I do remember this. Yeah, show. and they would get something really hard. The the normal people would get the softballs, and you had to beat them. It's like. I absolutely loved it for something on the geek side that I knew. That that's the kind of stuff that I love when when you know like you know who was the actor before you know General Potter on Mash, McLean Stevens exactly. But not a lot of people know that. That's like not common knowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, it's not. I'm gonna throw this at you. I'm gonna throw this at you, and you're gonna hurt. Yeah, it's a brick. <laughs> it's a brick. He wants to throw I'm his just phone. Just giving at me. an example. The music stuff was the best, though. They they were better than Eddie Trunk. And Eddie Trunk knows a lot. Yeah, but Eddie Trunk's also kind of pretentious. Do you remember when we went to that show? Yes. And, and all that guy had to do to win was not stump the trunk. Uh-huh. That's all he, he called in, and you had to get Eddie to guess the answer, and you would win. And he said some obscure freaking trivia... Right. And Eddie's like, I don't know. Dude, all you needed to say was what's, you know, 
you know, who's the lead singer of Metallica? Yeah, that's all you need to do you to win, and you screw that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean Trunk knows Trunk knows his shit, no doubt. Trunk knows his shit, but a lot of times he comes off as very pretentious. Sometimes I know, I know he has his opinion that he doesn't like it called hair metal or glam metal. Okay, what do you call it then? As I just, I mean, L.A. metal, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter what. I don't think it's a knock on. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, but uh, of, but I will say he was not the least palatable host of the three hosts of that metal show. I th- well, <laughs> in all honesty, I was yeah you know, yeah I was obviously a Jim Florentine fan. Oh yeah, Florentine's he, great. He he just he has this wonderful like uncle at the barbecue that doesn't care. Right. It's like, you know, did, hey, who gave the beer to the 13-year-olds? I don't know. They just said, I don't get it. <laughs> he just picked it up off the table. What do you want me to do? Yeah, like, I mean, he was, he was just fun. Jameson, man. is a fucking douchebag. He he always reminded me of, like, a stand-in Ricky Rackman. Uh, a stand-in Ricky Rackman who would and, who would narc you out for smoking a joint but, in the club. And I know it was just shtick whenever they did the um, thing at the end of the show, the throwdown. Yeah, he had to say because you can't just have three people agree. <laughs> There's no throwdown then, right? And he had to take the opposite thing, but it's like you know maybe oh I don't know plan this better ahead of time. Yeah, uh, he, no, no. Instead of planning better ahead of time, get a better third guy. I know that if <laughs> someone on Raw Dog hates him, the comedy channel in Sirius. Okay, whenever his bits come up, they're either sped up. They they sound like they're they're done through a tube, and crackly. Well, that could be. It's like so, he, somebody doesn't like him. Well, that could be the production value because let's let's be real. It's not like fucking Don Jameson's playing big rooms. No, it's not the produ- like I said. If you hear Don Jameson's stuff, it sounds like they're legally obligated to have him on there, but they're going to screw up the performance and you can't understand it. Yeah, well, like I said, it's not like he's playing. Uh, it's not like he's he's doing sets at the comedy store in L.A. He's playing Yuck Yucks in Kenosha, Wisconsin, <laughs> okay? Kenosha. <laughs> Still, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him just to heckle him at this point. Uh, dude, I would seriously throw rotting vegetables at him. <laughs> uh, Fucking horrible. But yeah, I think I think those three guys, I think they made up a... There's always somebody you can like. That's, yeah. And that's what I think. There are people out there that like Don Jameson. Name three. I don't know any. <laughs> I don't I, think his mother likes him. You know, I can't name anybody that I know that watched that metal show, which is weird. Because they had that whole Facebook page. There's tons, I mean, you, of course. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you don't count. I count. You didn't let me finish. There was a comma there. You don't count because we know each other. I mean... That one metal page that we both belong to, one of us, you know, responds, the other one does too. Right. <laughs> you know, I think we even started an argument at yeah, one, one of them. I, I think we did. I think we did. <laughs> oh, God. This is our life. Yeah. We've lived a full life and we've lived a fun life. Yeah. All right. We're about an hour and 24 deep. <laughs> There's a joke there. <laughs> I'm gonna let I it go. Yeah, I can't. Um, 
Okay, before we put a bow on this, this is going to be our last show before Christmas. So, I want to get serious for a minute if I can. This is the time of year when, for a lot of people, depression hits harder. This is a time that I really would like you to look in on your friends, look in on your family, look in on the people you care about because this is a time, this, I mean, you should do it at all, all year round, but especially at this time of the year because this is a time when depression hits hardest. Um, the suicide rate spikes around the holidays. Take a minute, you know, check in on somebody. If you know somebody that's going through some stuff, reach out. Be a, be an open ear, be a, a willing listener, and by God, if you're having trouble, reach out to somebody. Um, Christmas time can be hard enough, and then to have to remember what should be a joyous time of the year with a tragedy, we don't. I I don't want anybody to go through that. Um, please look out for each other. All right, we're all in this together. Be good to each other, and uh, let's make the best of a bad situation. Well, not really a bad situation, just a really weird situation in this 2020 holiday season. Look in on each other. Make sure your, your friends and your family are doing okay. And above all, try to have the best holiday season you can. Hear, hear. All right, that's enough seriousness for this. That hurts. That that gets me in the feels, man. Gets me in the feels. So, game shows are fun. Game shows are always going to be around. Um, with the changing tastes and the way that things are going, uh, I could see them getting a little bit more extreme, uh, a little bit crazier. The Andy getting upped, if you will. Maybe there's, you know, maybe maybe somebody can reinvent the wheel, come up with a game show concept that hasn't been done before. Give us a, you know, give us a word on Facebook. Let us know some of your favorite game show moments, some of your favorite game shows, game shows you thought sucked. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash oh no, not them. Anchor.fm slash oh no, not them pod. <laughs> He's waiting for it. He's waiting for it. You can email us at <laughs> oh no, not them pod one at gmail.com. Or no, actually, oh no, not them pod at gmail.com. I gave the Twitter handle first. On Twitter, oh no, not them pod one. Once again, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you in the next go round. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Have an agil.